Welcome to the Mullet Over Podcast. Bum, 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 pow. Yeah, it's different. I know. Yeah, I, I'm just waiting for the one time <laughs> you just don't stop and you just keep beatboxing. Yeah. And it just becomes... I don't. I wouldn't even call it beatboxing. It's making strange sounds <laughs> using my mouth. Uh, that's exactly the definition of what beatboxing is. So, oh man, I pentatonics. Uh, what is his name? That guy is outrageous. Oh my goodness, yeah. the things that they do. Yeah, yeah. Philip is incredible. Your brother. Yeah. But um, yeah. What do we want to talk about today? You know, I've had a number of things on my mind and. Uh, I, I am, yeah, one of the things is I, I think it's time to be more bold and less fearful. Um, like we haven't shied away from some pretty amazing topics, but there's been a few things on my mind. One is deconstruction and what's happening with that. And then on top of that is kind of very current news. Um, we had Tucker Carlson fired from fox uh, i know that we're, we're putting these out a week after we talk about it but this just happened like three days ago from when we're recording this and i am not i don't watch mainline news i couldn't tell you the last time i watched a tucker carlson show i do stay up on him because my wife watches him and i usually ask her at some point in most days so what's happening in the world and i don't say according to dawn's world and but but that's one that she would watch every day she watches a lot of good people and Mom watches um, Tucker Carlson. How does she watch him? She said she does it every day. I didn't even know she watches it every day because I've not crazy. seen her. I, I've seen her many times watching it. And um, there's a lot of things she'll watch. Who is, and then who is Tucker Carlson? Tucker Carlson was, he was the largest individual watched news program. When I looked at the largest, highest rated news, uh, cable news network programs, they were all Fox. Like the top 10 were all Fox. That's crazy. The, yeah. Is that because that they're the only right wing? So you get 50% of the population watching the the one right wing and then there's like MSNBC, CNN, all the other left wing and it gets like diversified. Like what well, are the numbers? First of all, total I, like I, I that, what we're talking about is polarization for just jumping on that little rabbit trail for the right wing versus left wing. There were things that I would say that people would just jump down my throat and say, Oh, you're a Trump clone. And I was like, I didn't even know Trump thought about this or talked about this. Cause I spend no time paying attention to Trump. Uh, you know, Oh, so you're right wing. And it's kind of like, like the judgment begins of w what you are in some of those things. So I do know that that is what most people would consider them right wing versus left wing. Um, and uh, so that, that is one possibility, but Tucker Carlson was uh, the five was number one. And I don't know that I'm sure I've watched the five because my parents watch um, What's the five? Fox news. It's five different commentators at five o'clock. Oh, okay. Um, kind of talking together. And um, so I, I just, that's actually a stab in the dark because I just saw the picture and that was what my brain put together. I know I've seen it. And it's some of them, like I think Jesse Waters is one of those five and he's also got his own show. So, um, you know, there are some of the top news anchors from Fox kind of together hitting the subjects of the day. And so that was number one, and Tucker Carlson was number two. But their numbers were both like neck and neck with each other, 3.2 
million viewers or something like that. And um, like nightly, they get three million views. Yeah. So I, 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 no, don't quote me on this because I just did a little bit of research, knowing that we yeah, might yeah. be talking about this. And um, it's not a lot of comparative research, and and so don't quote me. But I, I knew he was huge. He was supposed to be the biggest um, thing, and then Fox fires him. And there's it's very interesting. Like doing quick research, you have all the mainline news sources that are just glowing with excitement over this and using every opportunity to trash him. And and a lot of it's lies that surprise, surprise, you know, they're lying. Uh, like they're saying it was because of the dominion stuff, which he is not really em majorly embroiled in that. He wasn't one of the main t um, voices about the dominion um, election fraud stuff. And, and, uh, but, but, Fox has been sued for a lot of money for that. Um, what do you think is going to happen with that lawsuit? Uh, I think it's being settled. I think it's... it. Um, you think they're going to settle? Yeah. It's, it's so hard to win a defamation lawsuit. Yeah. I, 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 I don't... It's not one of the things that I've necessarily researched. I'm just a little bit aware of it. Be again, back to... I didn't even watch Carlson, but I'm going, wow, for one of the biggest names to be fired. And let me tell you why it piqued my interest is for the longest time, there were things that um, I, I honestly have to say, and I don't want to mean to pull the God card, but because I tuned into God, I felt like God took my hand and led me to stuff. The, the very first week of COVID, I could tell you stuff that is now the main line is reporting that for a long time they called conspiracy theory. And I was like going, how come I find this information easily? I do believe God was directing it. Almost the entire voice of news, mainstream media, people are being censored for stuff that I go, I know this is true, but they're censoring it. They're calling it fake news. Now, um, and I and I, I meant I was going to pull a list off and I didn't this morning. There's like 20 different things that were, and, and, we, and the, some of the newscasters were recorded calling this fake news, calling this conspiracy theory stuff that now it's been proven and the main line is talking about. They don't come out and say, wow, we were wrong. They never say that kind of thing. Um, the Hunter Biden laptop is one of those. Ha they're, the fact that they're planning to feed us bugs. And I was like, the first time I heard that was from your mom. And I was like, okay, that's one <laughs> I'm having a hard time <laughs> believing. And you can fact check it. And I mean, not you, if, probably if you fact check it, it would be like, no, this is a uh, conspiracy theory. It's a lie. But you can go and find that that is part of the global research set. There are factories producing food now, imitation beef and all, all kinds of things. And it's a part of the climate um issue you know fixing which it changed from global warming to um it's an it's an it's now the new term i forget it's climate um change and so anyways but but they're gonna they're the plan is that we'll be eating more mostly bug not meat um for our protein and things like that yeah and i'm I, gonna become a vegetarian at that point <laughs> i and i'm like all of it sounds so absurd, it's easy to want to discredit it. And it's easy to discredit. Like, 5G is a huge thing. And this is one that still most are not talking about, um, EMFs and 5G and stuff like that. And I'm telling you, it's unbelievable how easy it is to find 
pretty serious information about those subjects. Um, now, I, I, I have watched information disappear many times, so I, you know when I've done research. Um, but, but all the things that were called... So now there are labels that I'm going, I'll wear that label, conspiracy theorist, doggone it, yeah. Like, because that is a false flag. It is a lie. It is a term used to discredit people. Expert. Oh, I'm not one of those because those are the guys that are saying all the lies, the experts. It's always like some experts said this. Scientists say this. I'm not a scientist. Not by those definitions because the scientists are a bunch of liars in that regard. Now, I believe, honestly, let me go step out of that for a second because I like to listen to real scientists, the ones that are being discredited, the ones that are losing their jobs, the ones that are like losing licensure and stuff like that because they're speaking out that in my mind makes that person pretty credible in today's society. Um, cause they've got nothing to gain. They haven't gained anything for what they're exposing. Some of them were, some of them worked with Fauci. Some of them worked and were the most respected in their field and said, I've got a conscience. I, I can't go along with this. And, and, Wow, many, some have paid for their lot with their lives. Many whistleblowers pay with their lives. Many pay with their credibility. And so to speak the truth, if the whole world is against you, uh, that's what I want to sign up for. I, I want to I be one of those. If that, you call that conspiracy theorists, sign me up. I am one of those. Um, if it's um, theological stuff and the whole world is trending in one way, sign me up for that and um so are you just saying that you just like to go against the grain just in general it was interesting i heard i heard last night i was hearing tucker carlson's last speech before he was fired it was to the heritage foundation and he was telling his story he worked there made fourteen thousand a year plus a hundred dollar christmas bonus and uh and and but how excited he was because it was like one of his first chances to get a job <laughs> it was hilarious like hit this speech and this was the day before he got i think the day before he got um fired by fox and he but he was talking about how he was so unhirable how poorly he had done in school oh my goodness. and how he had applied for the cia and for a teaching job in somewhere like bot and and it, and it was like in like Morocco or somewhere. Oh my goodness! And and uh, even that because he thought, well, maybe because it's a foreign country, they're not going to look as hard at the qualifications. No, I couldn't get that. So he got this low level research job where basically you're researching like facts on stuff. Um, and 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 uh, let me back up. Fact checkers back in the day were legit. They were real. And they and and uh, not all of them. Some of them from the foundation were mis disinformation, um, but not the earliest ones, and not a lot of the ones that that today are completely uh, completely bogus, close to completely bogus. Um, started off for doing real um, research work. Um, I don't know a ton about the Heritage Foundation. That's where he happened to be speaking at. I didn't do any research on that, but it was just kind of funny. So it out of that. He was like, he got a job um, sent to like some small place in middle America and uh, kind of low paying. And that was his first journalism job. And 
and it was like, and he was newly married. And so he and his wife headed out and, uh, but it, but it was like that, that was their, their goal train you up to be, to, to think for yourself, to research and then report. So that's kind of where he had gotten his start. And it was like, it changed his life. He's, he's, so he was thankful. And here he was keynote speaker for one of their nights. And he was like, man, I feel really underdressed. He's wearing a suit and tie. And it was like, I guess it was a tuxedo event. And he goes, <laughs> he goes, yeah, the only thing I've ever gone to with tuxedos is fundraisers. And I didn't know that, I didn't think this was a fundraiser. So he's like talking about how undressed, underdressed he was. But all that to go, what he was, one of the things he was saying last night, and this is a long answer to your question. I don't um, even remember what my question was. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he, one of the things he said is the herd mentality seems to be like it is stronger than um, the sex drive or the drive for food. Like people bought into anything that we were told, masks and all this stuff. And I just started laughing <laughs> because I was like, statement. But I, I was like, uh, well, but I was also thinking about me because I was like, if the herd's going there, that is where, where I go. Why is the herd moving in that direction? What's driving them in that direction? Yeah. And, 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 and how I, I grew up pretty much following everything, believing what I was told, believing in everybody and trusting people. I was in a very trusting place. I mean, family, I could trust my parents. I, I could trust my teachers, I thought. And I want to live that way. I want to be that person now. But I start with what's the agenda what's driving this and question uh, you know everything and i and i think there's wisdom in that um so deconstruction so like i i see these going somewhat hand in hand because somebody the reason i even started thinking about deconstruction of faith is because someone said like I'm going through this deconstruction of my faith, just like you, and and it's someone that kind of held me in high regard, and they have pretty much no faith right now, and where they have gone is somewhere I would strongly warn people from going, and that's when I began to to look up deconstruction and who's talking about where. A lot of times there's words that become buzzwords, that become popular words, and everybody's using them. Um, and I like to ask the question, what do you mean by that word? Because I knew what he meant about me and what he meant about me, I would encourage a lot of people to do. But when I looked up deconstruction and the people that were talking about it and the journeys that they took, I, I wanted to weep and I wanted to go, God, this is a serious problem. And that's what I see. I see so many people losing their faith um, in the journey of what is called deconstruction. Some of the people that are writing about it, even teaching courses on it, are people that they're not walking with God. They don't follow God's word. Um, and they, they used to have a name in Christendom, and now they, you know, they speak against the things that they once wrote about. And Way too much to unpack here. Okay, so how are we going to start? <laughs> how are we going to unpack this? Okay, so uh, what do you call what you did? Um, I believe it's reconstruction. Reconstruction. We're working on your house right now. 
and uh, you gotta. But there was a deconstruction phase. There was a, but it's radically different. Deconstruction is demol- demolishing. That's what we did. And 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 it doesn't rebuild the foundation. Okay. It, we what 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 happened in your house is we were going first of all we had a plan not a solid plan it wasn't written out anywhere but but we had we, we and, 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 and we're gonna go hey hey, hey. we, we want to bring we want to bring things up to code and we want to rebuild the foundation which we didn't really build the foundation but yeah okay oh man but like trusses were oh handmade Oof. pieces of like don't buy a 100 artwork. year old home <laughs> if you don't like surprises oh my goodness you know and and um but but the goal was to build a better house what what I, and i remember when people came and when we bought this property people looked at this and they were like i would just bulldoze that just burn that and i'm like going, which i still think we should have done <laughs> <laughs> and um <clears throat> But we, but we were building a house and a house for God. Uh, what I, what I see many people doing with deconstruction, they don't have a a plumb line. They don't have a reference point. They're tossing God's word aside. They are, um, in fact, there's a lot of problems. That I don't like that statement. T- tossing God's word aside. So you know people who have said they don't believe in the Bible anymore. Um. Yeah. Oh, and and, and no. or I I do. Okay. No. Yeah. Okay. I, do. I know the people that have completely tossed it out, and then I know those that are figuring out ways to change God's word to say something that. Okay. Keep going. I'm- is more palatable for their for the view of God that they. Okay. So, <clears throat> I got I got a lot of thoughts on this. So first off. I think that if you, I don't think you, you didn't have faith if it falls apart like that, right? Like, you know, it's just things hoped for, heaven's things not seen, nothing can take you out of my hand. There's like a lot of scripture that's pretty much like the apostles didn't have faith in Jesus and then like turn their back right before they get killed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When things got hard, they didn't like their faith. Like if you had faith in it, you kind of stick with it, Right. Your faith, I don't think when you, the term deconstruction, I don't have a problem with necessarily, okay, in like the way that I have heard it used in the past, all that kind of stuff. But what happened with you really wasn't deconstruction, wasn't reconstruction, it was like additional, you were adding an addition. Well, I'd question, I I question everything. Right. But there and was, I think there that was that nothing, is healthy. There was, what that you used to believe was destroyed. When you went through your transformation, you know, as you say, Baptist youth pastor to, you know, tongues of fire, you know, whatever, what, what did you used to believe that was destroyed? Um, well, it's a, I think, yeah. I would there say, are so many avenues that that could go down because, because that continues to happen to date. Okay. Where the, what we call church is one of those things that is it's one of those topics that man it it freaks people out but but going what does the bible say about church and and you have to be able to pull all of your old lenses off okay you used to believe that people should go to church right 
Mm-hmm. Do you still believe people should go to church? I believe that, again, that's a, that's a bit of a loaded question. I believe church can be destructive to your faith. Okay. If you're talking about an institution, that, that it can be destructive. Just that, Yes or no, should people go to church, to church? I believe that people should be involved in fellowship with other believers for okay. sure. Okay, so I don't, I don't see almost anything that your faith was destroyed. <laughs> there, God added to things. He was like, hey, this whole idea of like believers coming together doesn't have to just look like this. It can also look like this. God can do this. Does that make sense? Like, I don't, I don't see any area where you like lost faith. It was the, the, the only thing that I would say is you said that God destroyed your God box. That's kind of what I like. I love it when, when I talk about, I love not having, like, that's why I like being a youth pastor. I've said, you don't have to deconstruct anyone's faith, right? They're, they're, they're more, they don't have as much, you know, stuff that they're like, Hey, I'll, I'll live and die by this. Teach them what to build from. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. Okay. But they don't, their God box isn't as cemented when you're younger, right? Once you get older, your God box gets a little cemented. Okay. So I'm all for people's God boxes being obliterated to the point where they're like, God can do or or be anything. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. If you deconstruct your faith where you go, like, I used to love God. Now I don't like, I do see a lot of that. Right. Okay. So that is, and they're calling that deconstruction and they're teaching courses on deconstruction. Right. right. I used to love God. Now I don't. And there are some of the ones that have that point. Like when you Google it, did they have a relationship with God? This is a genuine question. My experience has been with people who go through what you're describing. They had religion. They did not have a relationship with God. So guess what? Their faith was not destroyed. They never had faith. They followed rules and sets and and they repeated things that they were told to that think. Is, and they lived for yes. an identity of other people's yes. approval, not God's approval. Because if you do this, then you're a good Christian and you have worth and all these different type of things. That's not deconstruction of faith. Yeah, we were talking about someone last night friend of the family who was their child was really struggling and and i and i i know this person has a relationship with god loves god but their christianity is about is about do's and don'ts and rules yeah and and uh and uh, and we've watched like kids rebel in those kind of households again and again and again because it's about conforming it's about behavior it's a, and and the and that's what how they see the bible that's broken it's unhealthy it's not a healthy view of god or christianity or salvation or any of that that needs reconstruction in my mind and and uh, like so the heart of the person that's trying to establish that in their family I, I, I see it. They love their kids. They want they don't want their kids to make bad choices, so they tell them to do good things. Yeah. And and uh, and that's fine. But it's radically different than than equipping them to walk in intimate relationship with God and Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, sh- and So so my exp- there are people who other things things that they used to believe, they don't believe, stuff like that. But I don't watch a lot of people who go through that who go I used to love God and I don't love God anymore. Or they either didn't love God, they were very religious, and now they're not religious. But I don't... What, here's my thing. If you still love Jesus, you still believe he's the way, the truth, and the life, and you, and you hear his voice and you're seeking after him, I'm, I'm, we're chill. I'm good with you. No. Like, it, like there are... 
lots of different, you know, we'll, we'll call them buzzwords, things that people debate about. And I'm like, listen, you love Jesus. You hear his voice. You go after him. Yeah. I, I, I don't feel like it's my job to try to stop you in your journey. I want to encourage. I want to inspire <clears throat> maybe. But, you know, like. The, the thing that. And, and ultimately, I think in some ways we're talking about semantics. So I think we're probably Explain. more on the same page than different page. The reason I don't like the word is because the results that I've what what I the fruit of it that I'm seeing in people's lives, and and how I see some people going about it. I don't. I believe some of the people that are throwing that word around don't mean what I see a lot. Of, like like. People I respect, they're using that word and they're encouraging people to deconstruct their faith. But I'm like going, when I Googled that and I looked at the people and I looked at the examples. Okay, so uh, there's one Facebook post in particular that mom showed me that someone that we love and respect said, I'm totally in support of this, right? Yeah. And my mom was like, this is terrifying that they're in support of this. I'm like, I know this person. Yeah. This person is in love with Jesus. This person absolutely gives everything for Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm chill with them. I don't. I'm not going to try to tell them to th- have a different of opinion on like. Okay, do you believe that person is discipling everybody as best they can, and is truly inspiring people to be better followers of Jesus? I happen to know who you're talking about, and and I, I have incredibly high regard for them, love for them believe that their heart is amazing and some of the stuff that's influencing their journey concerns me deeply um some yeah the the some of the real popular theological individuals buzzwords um for whatever reason like i i i i see them becoming real popular and and a check will hit my spirit or or where i'm introduced to that is like okay pause like first of all this i'm having a great conversation with this guy who's really in large degree walked away from god and he was hungry he was pursuing god and practically speaking he's walked away from god says he still loves god but there's no indication of that in his does, life does he go to church what what no he hasn't in a long time his he and his wife were married to serve God and follow God. She's greatly concerned, and and his and other people in his life are encouraging his deconstruction. But and and here's here's what what I'm witnessing in and this is one life, but I witness this in a lot of other lives where religious people have hurt them deeply, disappointed them, yeah. pastors, yeah. parents, um, and. And rather than do the rat race, um, or, or rather than going, God, I want to know you. I want to know you in the Word. They're carrying hurt, bitterness. Reject the Word of God. Reject church and Christianity because a lot of their experience in church, a lot of my experience in church, has left a lot to be desired, and has been painful. Amen. And 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 is. What what I felt like the Lord was showing me years and years ago was the kingdom happens seven days a week. It is not about what happens on Sunday morning. Amen. When the kingdom crosses into my religious experience, I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Like, man, this is amazing <laughs> that kingdom stuff can happen here and now. Yeah. That, that, you know, you can operate in the... All right. Uh, okay, <clears throat> keep going, keep going. So, so I... I 
that that was kind of my early like like I'm going where you're headed and where I'm going are different. You've chucked in 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 this person's case the word of God and and fellowship with other believers and you're checking out other religions you're checking out all this stuff uh, and i'm like I, that grieves me and so i'm going no i am not that and i'm not touting that so then i begin to look it up and i see josh harris wrote um i kissed dating goodbye and he offered a course got so much backlash he pulled the course off but it was for 275 dollars. you could learn how to deconstruct your faith too and if you listen to him i mean it's like he is as far from god i don't in, think he's a christian anymore is he yeah, he's denied his yeah, yeah. faith. He's atheist, now, and, correct? And, yeah, and a lot of people that you will find are in that cap camp. Other people that were talking about it are offering alternative theological vantage points that I believe degrade the Word of God, right. change the Word of God, and these are some of the the ones the ones that ha- use that buzzword the most. So I'm going. Yes, I believe that. My journey is something I would encourage people to do, and if and if and and I wouldn't be opposed to the word deconstruction, except that I'd want to really super explain it, like and 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 I prefer um, rebuilding, restoring. Um, okay, and I, and, right. and uh, I'm a, I'm gonna bring up. All right, I'm yeah. a, I'm gonna defend all of the people that you have talked about now. Have you preached things and believed with your whole heart things that now you'd be like, if I had to put that in front of 500,000 people, I would be like incredibly embarrassed that at that time that, but I truly did believe that at that time. Um, what comes to my mind that I would say, I will speak for myself and say, yes. Um, I, I, nothing's flown on my mind in that, but the, the fact that I felt like for a long time, the most that I had to offer someone. And it's interesting because a lot of people go, yes, the, the main stuff when people came with deep hurts and deep wounds, suicidal thoughts, whatever it was like, and I'm oversimplifying it to some degree, read, read but it was Bible. pray, read your, read your Bible, go to church, yep. tithe, um, do those things more and volunteer with the children's ministry. Yeah, it, 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 and it was like that was spiritual discipleship. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. that was which is there, all, there was a little bit more than we that. All, we, I love all those things. Do all those things. That's yeah, great. But right. there's there's more. But being able and and so and you what would we be embarrassed now if someone said, "Hey, oh, I'm going through. You know, I'm having nightmares and night terrors. I'm seeing demons." And you were like, "Well, read your Bible, pray, and go to church and tithe." Yeah. You would be embarrassed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Have you experienced this where somebody has told you they don't believe God speaks? And then on the pendulum, they swung to pretty much everything that comes into their head is God and thus saith the Lord. Yes. Okay. Do those people normally stay at thus saith the Lord, uh, everything I say, or do they find a, a happy medium? Um, I don't know that I could quantify that, but yeah, because I know people that have lived there, like everything they say is of but, God. But do a lot of those people eventually not stay there? My experience has been people who have told me I don't believe God that can't mature. speak to me. Yeah. They then get to a point where they're like, <clears throat> I've heard from God. You're all, you know. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I, well, first of all, I think that's part of the joy of discipleship Ooh, and the beauty of I discipleship. Agree. The, I agree. I yeah. agree. Jesus is not afraid of people making mistakes. That's no. why he's got yeah. the apostles. He's like, I give you authority. You heal some sick. They come back and they're like, should we, these people didn't listen. Should we call down fire and brimstone? And he's not like, I rebuke you, you idiots. He's like, 
Well, I guess he kind of did say that. He's like, you're an idiot. You don't know what I'm here for. Yeah. But he didn't take away the Holy Spirit. He gave it to 72 others. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he's like, he's not like, don't make any mistakes. There's a journey right now. Mm-hmm. He does get tired sometimes. But I, I can think of a lot of people who I love and respect who are teaching things now that I don't know if they'll teach and believe 10 years from now. Yeah. I, and I think a lot of, uh, see, uh, one of the age groups that it concerns me that it's such a buzzword is the younger generation, the 20 somethings. It's just like we're all deconstructing our faith. And I see many of them who seem to love God, even knew how to hear God's voice, had been through discipleship to a large degree, kind of walking away from God. Um, and, and there's a lot of those, pe- a lot of the people. So we had a, call now, I believe a lot of those are coming back, are com- going to come back and well, will come back. And I think the foundation it's coming back been- different. It's not coming back. I know of a couple people who they got to the point where they were so burnt out. They had, they sounded like they had a relationship with God. They're like, we read our Bible. We hear from God, but it was almost all religion. Mm-hmm. No matter how many messages on God loves you, you're a son, you know, your identity is in Christ, you know, it's not workspace, don't be a slave, be a sl- all of that. It, there was something that like that didn't break and, and they overcorrected. And I think most of them, when I've heard them talk to me, have shared that they overcorrected. But I didn't have to go chase them down and be like, you guys are wrong and running away from God. I'm like, I, I trusted the pendulum. And I trusted that God's calling them, and I trusted that that things that they said when they were on the other side of the pendulum, they're now saying, I don't really believe no. that. And I hope a lot of them are discerning enough to, to like some of the loudest voices that I see that are like jumping on the bandwagon of deconstructionism in terms of, and, and that's where I'm going, the ones that, that have platform for that, that's the ones that concern me more because they are, a lot of them are attacking the validity of the word of God. Um, some using scripture, the validity of Christianity, the validity of That's God. That's a whole nother path. All that. that, and, that and that, but that is what, when I, when I began to look for it, first of all, I saw that fruit in some of the lives and then I saw that the names that were really associated with that. So that's why I think it is important. Words are important. Why uh, this discussion is important? Like honestly, deconstruction. If it was, if it was, what I'm talking about, fine. It's just a word, okay. Except that deconstruction usually means take something apart, and it's and it doesn't have the next. Like, what's the goal of deconstruction? It's it's taking something apart. Reconstruction is rebuilding. It, it's it the goal. I will we, give you your vocabulary word. I won't say deconstruction anymore. No, but. no. But but do you understand why I'm saying? It? Because when when we jump into the popular mainstream of a of okay, a, do you know what I? Uh, this is my belief on this. And don't clarify what we're talking about. Do you know what my belief is for our generate my generation when what it comes is? the reason they're so they're loving deconstruction? They haven't seen the real thing. They haven't felt or experienced the real thing. They've been given rules, follow these rules, do these rules. They didn't have answers to questions. Their parents didn't live lives. They didn't see it. Their pastors didn't live lives. They're pretty much like, this is all a show. This is all, like, I believe God's real. And I kind of believe in the Bible. But pretty much everything else I don't believe in. 
and it's not worth giving my life for. And, you know, it's almost a joke to a degree. So, yeah, I'd love the ability to not be guilted and shamed for not doing something that I have no belief in, kind of, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so I I don't fault anyone who's going through that or who follows that. Like, anyone, like, okay, it, if, if, if well, hold on, if, if, any Pharisee or Sadducee came and said, we were going to talk to you guys about deconstruction of your faith to the apostles. Would they give a crap? Like legitimately, would, would it impact them or any, like they would just be like, we've seen Jesus. We saw the real thing. Yeah. We believe the real thing. You can't, it does not matter what you say. It does not matter what Facebook goes on. It's not dangerous. Yeah. But the problem is you have a generation that hasn't seen the real thing. Well, it's interesting because... Has been, and honestly, has been burnt out. Yeah. It's like the younger generation was volunteer here, serve here. All There's so many churches doing so many things. You know, their parents are like, hey, we're going to volunteer here. We're going to help with this fall festival. We're going to do all this. They're in do- the church all the time doing all this stuff. They're, they're not seeing Jesus and they're not seeing miracle signs and wonders. They're not hearing his voice. I'm like... I don't want to say they don't like, and and some Pharisee or Sadducee comes around and says deconstruct your faith, you know all this stuff. They're like, oh, what a relief! Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. I love God, I believe in the Bible, but I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, that's that's what I see with this generation, and the reason the de- the term deconstruction <laughs> has been so like, yeah, I'm in. And so for me, I'm like, that's not a fault of anyone who talks about deconstruction. That's not a fault of anybody who lays down most of what they're doing it's the the in my opinion it's because they haven't met jesus and that's not their fault you know what i'm saying yeah yeah what do you think i i very much in agreement in terms of like i think the thing that stands in the way of the kingdom of god is religion more than anything else it did in jesus's day yeah um and and it was the thing that jesus confronted the hardest and and it, it, it is interesting because one of the things when you stand strong on the word of God, um, most people label that a Pharisee or or Sadducees or you know um, the 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 term was used in a variety of ways, but lawyers was one of the ways. Um, um, and uh, in the in the Bible, it was the people that were known, I believe, more by their religious adherence to a religious view of God's word um, than, but Jesus never degraded God's word. He was the word. He never, there were, like, if anything, he was like, you've heard this said? I'm going to, I'm going to clarify it for you. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to be real. Okay. Go for it. Paul appears to backtrack on scripture multiple times in his letters. He starts with saying like, hey, the Gentiles, you have to obey these things. And then he goes, well, you only have to do these three. And then he says, well, can you at least not do this one? He seems to be saying like, do the law. Okay, just do these three things. Okay, just do this one. I don't have the references with me. When I read that, I'm like, I think you might be referring to 
the council where they talked to the Jews about what they were requiring. To talking where to they Paul met. about what they're requiring. Yeah. And yeah. then later in and then later in his letters, he goes to fewer things that they have to do. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay. What are your thoughts on that before I before I say anything? To me it sounds okay, go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. I mean just I I would have to go back and look at some of those. Um not something I've looked at recently and um so i okay so but but my this is my thing paul is he he's he i don't think there's any scripture where paul is telling gentiles to obey the law right right okay jesus said if if you speak against the law one iota it's better than having a millstone tied around your neck that scripture i'm like jesus said it, it still intimidates me even if you know paul says gentiles you know whatever i'm like that's that's still in my Bible. I don't want to teach anybody not to do anything from the law, okay? When I read that, I go, I mean, th- there is disagreement within the, the 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 early church on what rules we follow, what we don't, you know. I don't want to say the validity of the Bible. They didn't have a Bible. You know, like the, the idea of what we have, they didn't have. They had scrolls that they read, right? I don't even know what all scrolls they read. I know that they had the Torah, and I know they had the whole thing memorized, right? So I think mm-hmm. that they're pretty they're pretty solid on that. But okay, I mean, do we want to do this in the podcast? What time is it? Oh man, what is your idea on the canonization of the the canonization of the Bible? What's your thoughts on that? So. <laughs> that I believe God did superintend, like what? Why, why did he wait sixteen hundred years to do that then? <clears throat> that um though well, you from the time the first scripture was written until the no, no, scripture the, was canonized no from the time the last scripture was written 1600 years what year was the bible canonized I'm googling it right now There are multiple canonizations of the Bible occurring over the course of 500 years. All right, we're going to do this on a different podcast because I got I to read about this. I thought it was James. Wasn't he King James who did the canonization? Wasn't that when the Bible was canonized? I don't know. It's been a long time since I studied that. Man, we're gonna we're gonna have to research this. If you guys would like to learn more about the canonization of the Bible, well, one of the one of the implications from the the stuff that I'm hearing that greatly concerns me. Stuff I'm saying now, or stuff on Facebook. Um, stuff on some of the current theologians and, oh, okay. and kind of the wave that it seems like yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot are, of people are buying into is first of all, let me just go to the God Speaks Bible. What they're saying. Is that like we went through in Colorado? He's holding the God Speaks Bible in er, case. One of the things that, that, and if you don't own a God Speaks Bible, they're available on OperationLifeForce.com. One of, the, but but the implication of what's being said, and this is real. This is this is like, like, this is something anybody that that's going through this, that's thinking about this, um, we 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 need an honest discussion about um, is. You'd have to go through, like, so what I did is I highlighted every time God spoke. 
uh-huh. from Genesis to Revelation. And and so the, the like the Torah is touted throughout, you know, the the other books of the Bible, Jesus, the and he is thumbing through the book, the Bible, just for me, just for you, for everyone to know. I'm not really, anyways. But but <laughs> but the um. So in the highlighting of all of those, the the purple was uh, these are words that God spoke, and what is clear if you like follow progressive revelation is that many of those things God didn't actually say, that they are a really bad theology of god that some of the miracles see now we're taking a stretch from deconstruction to something totally different but it's it he's you, but the, okay people that are proponents of deconstruction we'll talk about progressive revelation next podcast okay because that's like that's a whole nother i mean gigantic but you're saying that if you deconstruct a lot of people who deconstruct their faith Give up on the validity of the Bible. That's one of the things that kind of is often woven together. That 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 they're they're see that's not okay. Then okay, that's just that's not yeah. That's destroying a faith. If you don't have faith in anything, then like if you don't believe in the Bible, do you still believe in Jesus? Because if you don't believe in Jesus, then like you don't have faith. So then it's not deconstruction; it's destruction of faith. Yeah. Right. Which is, I think, very different. Yeah. Right. If somebody deconstructs faith and then doesn't have faith at the end of it, that's just destroying a faith. Right. And now, or now, I think if you start to deconstruct your faith, you can get to the point where you realize you don't have faith. Yeah. That's I, a thing that I think happens what, a lot. Where, where, what I saw in, in college was uh, first college I went to. There were it was a Baptist college. I'm in Bible classes, and they are teaching the Bible. Students are sitting there. Students are there. They're religion majors. They want to be in ministry in some capacity. Like, I can't imagine ever desiring to major in religion. Like, uh, oh, religion's just not a great word most of the time if you studied in the Bible, even. Um, there is true you and should, undefiled religion. We're going to make a Light Force University course that's just on how to minister to widows and orphans, and then we'll have a Kyle <laughs> religion, good and pure religion. Yeah, well, it, it would be interesting just to do a a class on religion, what the Bible says about religion, because it's typically not good. And, uh, but anyway, so we're learning and, and the professors were teaching the Bible. We were studying quote, studying the Bible. Not really. We were reading books about the Bible. We were taking, um, tests about the Bible. We were hearing about the Bible and 99% of what we were hearing, I believe was bogus and faith destroying and what they called it back then the word deconstruction wasn't popular um or maybe maybe it was and i just didn't grab it as a buzzword but they basically and he told this to my dad we want to tear down their faith so that they can rebuild it and i was going they, they were gifted at tearing down faith now my faith grew during that year but i felt like a lone voice now i had others that were really like they would come to me after class and go, did he say anything today that wasn't cool? And I'm, I'd look at him, my head would tilt like it is right now. And I'd look at him like, you can't be like, how come nobody else can hear what I heard today? And they're like, he said he believes in miracles. And I was like, wow. Like, is, there, is nobody else's brain even working? He redefined miracles. 
and took away the supernatural. Basically said anything, like the sun rising in the morning is a miracle. Um, a baby being born is a miracle. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, that was so intentional about discrediting the miracles of the Bible. But it sounded good because he said, I believe in miracles. And, and they were like, wow, I didn't think about that. I didn't realize that. I was just like, like, but, but I'm living this day in and day out and I'm researching and I'm going, is the Bible reliable? Because according to this, I don't want to spend the rest of my life. If this was true, if what they're saying about the Bible is true, I don't want to spend the rest of my life reading it, teaching people, studying it. Like, and, and, and if we are superior to this book, if our understanding of God is going to fix this and this is not a foundation then then i'm like wow i i i first of all i don't believe what i'm about to say but i have really not only wasted my life but i've been teaching people to waste, to, their, lives, to waste their lives and 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 feel vehemently strong that i need to listen how about this i got an idea yeah are you down for anybody to deconstruct their faith if what they do involves just reading the bible if the only thing they do is read their Bible, but they're doing it to deconstruct their faith, are you good with that? I think that's pretty, like, go for it. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I that that's I think I think what I'm here. This is what I'm hearing from you. This is this is my takeaway. If your faith, if you're allowing a voice, not God or the Bible, to deconstruct your faith, then you're elevating a human's understanding interpretation. Absolutely above. Bing 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 okay. bing bing. But if yeah. you're deconstructing your faith by allowing scripture or the voice of God to destroy what you have had built, you're all on board with that. Yeah. First off, I think if I were to ask everyone who listens to this podcast, do you hear God's voice more or less than Christians, podcasters, pastors? I think, including myself, every <laughs> hand would go up saying I probably don't. If you include the Bible, reading the Bible, do you read the Bible and hear God's voice more than church services, podcasts, or Christian teachers combined. Mm-hmm. And I think if the answer is no, then we have an inverse yeah. proportion. Yeah. I love going to church. I love hearing pastors. But if I hear, if I'm letting other people interpret scripture and read more, then the whole point of them translating it into well, and this was what happened in college i and it was Josh McDowell. He called it theologyology. It's the study of someone else's study of God. And, and I was like, that's what I am experiencing every day. I, and I don't like, I, I knew I want to get out of this college as fast as possible. And, and I thank God for the year that I spent there because it did, it strengthened me. I prayed harder. I prayed for revival because I was like, I, I can't find hardly anybody in this school that acts saved, that is living. And, and, and I didn't even know anything about the kingdom of God, not about the power of God. I'm just talking about, about having a real relationship with God. Everything just seemed like dead religion. And, and I went there to think I'm going to learn how to do ministry. And I was like, it didn't even live up to the standards of the Christianity that I experienced up to that point, which was I liked. I was happy with the Christianity I experienced. We never saw the sick healed or the dead raised or anything like that. 
and I loved it. Even just it was it was it was well below that. Can I be honest? I just want people to have peace and joy. Like mm. I'm like, if you just have that, that that's that's the miracle I want to see is like actual peace. Like a lot of the people who are deconstructing their 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 faith, they don't have peace. They don't have joy, and they're trying to find a way to have peace and joy. Like that, that's what they're striving. That's for. what pretty much the whole world is searching for: is peace and joy. No. If we can just get peace and joy. One of the one of the tough things. One of the reasons people don't go to the word is because their religious experience has been lacking. And when they do, they see everything through the lens of what was told them to about do. about yeah, or, or what, what they're, they're supposed, supposed to, to do. do, or like like wow to to see the passages that talk about church, um, ecclesia to 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 then look at the. Greek words, which that can be seem overwhelming. It's it's crazy simple now, and I'd love to teach people how to do that if they're willing to do that. But but then uh, I, then comparing that to anything they've ever seen in their religious experience, a lot of times they're going to go. They don't line up. There there is no correlation between my what I call church experience and what we do day in and day out, and when I study the passages about the gifts of the of the spirit about church about and the again, gatherings um what life was like in those gatherings yeah. and anything like that things don't don't line up that that is pretty disconcerting it's it can be a little bit overwhelming and intimidating because if your christianity is based upon your church religious experience then you can't go in there you can't deconstruct your church they're not going to give you permission to deconstruct that. And if that's what your Christianity is tied to and your faith in God is tied to, and and you want to take your understanding of the Bible and and import it there, holy cow. Like I gave up on that so long ago. That and and I'm not that's not giving up on those gatherings. Um, it's not giving up. I love my pastor friends. I love there's a lot of amazing things going on in the city that I'm praying blessing over. Um, but, uh, but there are times that I'm going, do I, do I do kingdom work today or do I go to, um, meet with a bunch of institutional leaders? And there are times that the Holy spirit says, go there. I want you there and, and uh, go, we go every Sunday and I lead several small groups and people go, do you guys have church? And I'm kind of like, that's a really strange question to answer because it takes a whole lot more. Like, yes, we have we have 20-some people that gather two different times a week here and, and believe this is the place where they've grown spiritually more than anywhere else in their life. And they don't feel like they fit in other places. And they don't. One of the guys was like, I was sitting on the front steps of a church just down the street. And uh, he, he was drunk. And, uh, and, and he, he has tattoos and, and he was like, and I sat there and people were going in. Nobody even engaged me. Nobody talked to me. He goes, I didn't look like anybody there. And, and he was like, and I wanted God, but I knew I wouldn't be welcomed here. And he goes, and I saw this sign and he drives over here and he walks in and he, and it's like, he's been here like four times and it was just like, man, I didn't know this existed. This is incredible. And, and he comes in, he goes, because I was drunk, and I was just going to go buy more beer and get more drunk. And I came here, and it was just like, it was a God night, powerful night. And, and he's been coming back. And one of the guys that was an atheist um, Mormon 
um, who uh, just like eight months ago shows up, same kind of way, has been like, he, he's ecstatic beside himself. He's like, I'm getting him to come to church. We're talking several times a week. I'm getting him to read his Bible and all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, God, thank you for, you know, they, they called themselves the Isle of Misfit Toys yes, for a while. Is... And the Lord just laid in my spirit. That is not your identity. That is not who you are. You are conquerors. You are overcomers. And that's how God wants you to see yourself. Because otherwise you will stay here. I, I, I also don't hate it. I also don't hate the Isle of Misfit Toys. Uh, yeah. Because there's... there's they there's, want... Yes. They, yes. Yeah. I want a place where those people feel comfortable to come and go, and, and go, wow, there's other people like me. That's what so many of them say. I didn't think there was anybody else. Yeah. You have like to put me. on a face when you go to church. Yeah. Right? You, yeah. You smile, you laugh, you raise your yeah. hands, and then you some go people, back to your brokenness. <laughs> some of the people we deal with mess up any church they show up at, you know, and, and, uh, and I'm like, and, and they're hungry for God and they're desperately in need of freedom and healing and wholeness. And so, you know, it, it, it is, it is safe, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, but, but I, the reason I don't like to call that church, I believe it's more like, like new Testament Christianity at times. There's times that it's so messed up. Then I'm like, God help us, please, you know, and uh, and and uh, but but it's like it is not. I'm not trying to rebuild an institution. I'm trying to go. How can we be more like what I see in the Bible? I, and I'm not there. I am faltering, failing. I I uh, I I don't come as an expert. I am like, don't look to me f- to write a book on this subject anytime soon. <laughs> but I but I'm trying to be truer to the word than I am to um, what I'm used I to. I love what Rabbi Ron said. Yeah. And I'm so sorry, Rabbi Ron, if you listen to this for, <laughs> for losing it a second time. He, we had him on the podcast twice, and both times I, I failed him. And, the and, and, file never... Ugh. It would be zero kilobytes. Yeah, I even contacted like the organization we were using, and they were like, we they don't have an answer. This never happens. Yeah. yeah. So they, they said like there has to be some something on my computer somewhere with some program that they just have never coded for. That's the only thing that they could come up with because wow. they tried for a while to figure out. <laughs> Anyways, he said something where it was pretty much he's like, I read the Bible every year. I have since I was 15. Mm-hmm. And every year I read the Bible to go, how can I apply this better to my life? Yeah. I'm like, oh, man, that's like, yeah, that's like the most powerful thing. I, yeah. I've probably heard this year. Yeah. Read the Bible. How can I apply it better to my life? The Bible doesn't need my help. I don't need to fix the Bible. And I I, I don't think that there, there are theologians that have are working at hard at fixing it. And I'm going to go, show us which miracles didn't happen. Show us what, what things that God said that he didn't really say. Um, because if I understand what they're saying, then some of the things that are attributed to God was man's best attempt to show God and it was screwed up then and it's screwed up now, which in my mind tells me that book is too screwed up for us to listen. I don't believe that, but that's, that's what I'm like going, let's just be real. Let's call a spade a spade. This is what, you know, and we'll, we'll deal with that on future podcasts more. But I believe that, that if we have a blueprint that's pick, worth he's picking following. Up the Bible again. That's worth following to to hold over his head. <laughs> I'm about to hit you with it, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Bible thumper. Bam. <laughs> and um uh, and 
but but if we have a of course i typically hold up my phone when i'm talking about yeah, the bible because so i'm i use my you can, the, we the own like ten thousand bibles and he still uses his phone yeah which you can order one of those ten thousand bibles on operation Life you know what I, lately i've been going back to a a print edition because i i want to hold it i want to i want to read i do that just for my youth group i bring my physical bible only I, to youth group like i still read on my phone but I, i've been uh, the problem is like the phone's always with me. Yeah. And so... And it, you don't have to get out of bed or under, me out back. under your covers. Yeah. Well, I get up and... I don't... I, I, I usually have my, my my phone and my Bible because I'll be looking up something on my phone while... I, I'll have, you, you make fun of me all the time how many tabs I have open, but... All of them. He does not close <laughs> tabs. He is allergic to closing tabs. I actually just no, think he's... I close them relatively often, but... I just I, when I'm studying, I will be in. Oh, you're talking about. I, I was thinking of you don't close apps on your phone. I do that pretty regularly, but I'll also open a bunch and pretty regularly. How, is that how many times a year? No, I do it. <laughs> I, I bet you right now I only have like. Oh, this is a bet. This yeah. is our first yeah, yeah. bet. This is a new segment of the <laughs> Mullet Over podcast. Hold on, you. hold on. What's the bet? I have less no, no, than no, no. ten. Less I than bet ten. I have less than ten. If not, you're taking me to to lunch. All right, here we go. How many apps do I have open right now? I'm walking over to get it. I clear them pretty regularly, but I also, I just FYI, this I kind so of exciting. am a little bit of a mad scientist. I am like, I get so many things going at the same time. And uh, how many apps are open? Let's try to remember your passcode. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, oh. eleven, twelve. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 (laughs) apps. That's like more apps than I have on my phone are open right now. Okay, so I turned my alarm off this morning. That's a today? Yeah. 24 apps today? No, let me see. Like, and then, like, I don't ever, I I may have looked at the calendar for This is amazing. I I'm did so not happy. get on news to look at, new, like, you know, just the news thing. So I didn't open that. That's how long how it's been these, open. many like, pop settings would have been yesterday. Let's see how many apps are open on my phone. That means I didn't. I have one, two, I have three, like a normal person. Now I have zero. They're closed. Oh, I had a bunch of weather apps. And then, see, but I got people <laughs> communicating with me a whole bunch. So I'm like. Stuff will open up. Like I don't want to look excuses. at this property. You know? They just close the app. Yeah. Yeah. What were we talking about? I feel like there was definitely <laughs> something more important. It was. You had something on your. You have a lot of tabs open on your computer. Why? So that I could win this bet and you could take, take me to me lunch. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, it's interesting because because that that brought one of the things that labels words do matter words are powerful conspiracy theorist nobody wants to be known quote as a conspiracy theorist it's powerful it's it was made up to be able to shoot down people that were like whistleblowers people that were trying to expose truth and it is so overused now but they're still using it they're still throwing it around and right-wing conspiracy theorists trumpers like Man, I, I do not follow what Trump. What an adjective for I, a I, noun. What is that? I, I, I don't typically speak on that kind of stuff because 
the Lord showed me stuff about Trump's connection to the whole like new world order um, in his generational line. And, and I'm going a lot of times what's happening in our world. I'm not, I'm not here to state my opinion on this because I don't have a solid one, but most of the time we are being played by in, in, in a, at a world level. And we evangelicals are being used um, because we don't, we don't often, I heard someone say about they're like Republicans, like people vote, like Christians vote Republican. We follow a herd too. Re- the religious well, crowd follows a herd. Well, like the Republican Party is not like a Christian, does not have like a Christian agenda. Oh, now there no. are Christians in there, but like I, I had someone telling me they were like, listen, the Republicans became pro-life to just to as a to political. Yep. They don't make moves. They're not trying to change. They're yeah. not truly pro-life. Yeah. They say that they'll vote pro-life so that they can garner... I can like a lot of things that Trump is saying and agree with a lot of agendas and not believe what he's saying. Um, and, and, and yet, but because I, I believe a certain thing, I have been like, oh, it's obvious you're a Trumper, you know, or kind of thing. And I'm like going... Um, like, I mean, just this is a fact. It's not hard to find. His great uncle was involved with um, at, at a deep level in our world um, elite system with um, the super senior, like above George Senior Bush, the Herbert Bush, I think it is, um, a group of 12 that helped develop the CIA and stuff like that. So I'm like, very often you've got good cop, bad cop. We A lot of times all the Christians loved Reagan's and the Bushes and things like that. And, and, you know, because they knew what to say to draw us in. So a lot of times we have felt like we are, we are serving God and a political agenda and by voting on a certain, and when we, when we've been really supporting a drug cartel, things like that, um, and, and so, and, and, and one of the fears for many people is being called this or being called that. We need to be able to stand up for truth and believe in truth. And, and whether we're called um, a right-wing fundamentalist, whether we are called a Trumper, whether we are called a conspiracy theorist, whether, you know, and, and so words. Do you know what I think about truth? Yeah. Pretty much anything that I read online, I assume is not true. Like I, I like have the ability for me to say like I believe this is truth has to be an eyewitness of somebody I personally trust. That's like pretty much the only thing that I'm like, yeah, all right, I believe. The it. sad thing, there's a lot of people I love and trust that post things that I go. No, that's, that's what I said easy. eyewitness. Yeah, that's yeah, what, yeah. No, I eyewitness. Said, yeah. eyewitness. I'm not saying you yeah, read yeah. something online. Oh, yeah, like. Anybody who brings, like, there was election fraud. I would need somebody that I actually know, actually believe and trust to tell me I this is what I actually watch. Otherwise, I'm like, no. if it's on the news, you have to you have to get ratings so people will watch so you can make money. You have to have a story. Like, you have to have a story. Otherwise, there's no news, right? So every day, they have to come up with a good enough story for there to be news. The, the amount of things, like, you know, the whole deep fake and things that people are able to you know, misinformation. I'm like, 
I just pretty much assume there, like, to there is an agenda behind it. How about yeah. that? Yeah. And that that's not like every time I talk about anything, I have an agenda, to a degree, right? Every person has their own um, predispositions and everything, so they all interpret and experience things differently. And if that's the case, and you're someone who writes books, is on the news, does social media for a living, you need people to recognize to see that so it has to be interesting enough you're less concerned with and, and at this point it doesn't matter how inaccurate you are like everybody is inaccurate enough times that i'm like you don't care <laughs> about being accurate news stations people whatever i'm like i i, I don't I know don't, if i don't believe exists. that i don't, I don't know if truth <clears throat> exists anymore i don't believe that I, there are some news agents, I'm not even going to name the ones that, that you listen to and that you like, that you have told me things that they have said that are going to happen. And I'm like, if I just look at the list of times that they've been wrong, I'm just like, if you're wrong close to half the time, I just, I do not, like, it could be right, but you're not telling the truth. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, if, if somebody makes a guess of what could happen, like, nobody knows what's going to happen with Bitcoin. If somebody guesses yeah. and they're right, that doesn't mean they were telling the truth. Does that make sense? And that's kind of how I feel about, like, so much information yeah. that is for both sides. Yeah. And I, that's yeah. why I don't believe anything. I believe there's a lot of misinformation, but I definitely believe, like, first of all, I just actually got a message just now since you grabbed me my phone, I saw it pop up. So a guest that we want to have on here and, and who is, he's a police officer actually in the UK who was a whistleblower for a lot of corruption and, 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 and what he shares cost him his job you know he's exposing the reality and truth so the the thing is there's See, a lot of misinformation I, I said that only people i trust are what eyewitnesses of people that i personally trust so <clears throat> if somebody is an eyewitness and they go on fox news saying that they're an eyewitness if i don't know them i don't trust them yeah. but i also believe that there. if i get like, a chance to meet some people there, there's another another person and and i know like Real research journalism is almost non-existent in a lot of mainstream media, but it does exist. Those people that are really researching and uncovering the truth about things, some of them are losing their lives. Some of them, they're not going to get jobs often in the mainstream media, <coughs> but they have... They they're they're compelled. Like one of the one of them is someone that another person that I want to have on here, who he's in his twenties and he um, <clears throat> had a decent position in as a research journalist, um, and it was upwardly mobile. But he was just like, I I feel called by God to uncover and to research satanic ritual abuse. You know how many big gigs that's going to get you <laughs> i mean new york post did a, a eight-year investigation into satanic ritual abuse so maybe you could get one of the major ones there there, there is a lot of their information post, about their, their thing is pretty <clears throat> incredibly extensively researched have you ever read it i read a lot of it it was uh -uh. it's pretty insane no. it was new york post or washington post i don't remember well, which i one. do know that historically what has happened in mainstream media is they talk about the historia the hysteria and the lies of satanic ritual abuse to squelch any information. Yeah, well, no, theirs was, so there's, I don't remember all the details. I'll have to try to find it. Um, 
I read this like when we, you know, first brought this all stuff in, but they did is eight year research from like former FBI, CIA, all this stuff on just people's claims, people that made claims in books, people that made claims on television. And so it was like, it was several hundred people and they searched every claim to be like, are these memories possible? Do these places exist? And they found that like a high percentage existed and they were able to prove and put away a like I think it was 25 people they were able to confirm like 25 people stories were completely confirmed and able to like have people arrested and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they came away. That's se- amazing because that that's this was not like 15 been, years ago. This came out like 15 years ago. I wonder. Well, when they the- said they said like the they said that <clears throat> is this a worldwide and they couldn't prove everything. So a right, lot of it was right. like, hey, in this behind this, you know, bar, there were these people who did these things right they didn't have like a there's a satanic agenda there's right. an organized thing they couldn't find a lot of correlation between stuff but they were able to find like of the couple hundred people's claims like 25 like this is actually this is a lot of stuff and people end up going to jail and that kind of stuff which yeah. was yeah yeah I, it would be interesting to, to to see when that came out in light of there was a huge wave it was right after nas- that. they started it when that nationally <laughs> happened that's when the oh they started their own research okay because the and it came out so years after all the stuff they're trying to resurrect that this is a national hysteria it's a big lie there so that that's going on at the same time that there are people that are researching it yeah to expose the reality of it for for no, me this wasn't they weren't trying to ex- well maybe they they were trying to just ex- they're just doing research right just a research journalist yeah. I want to find out the truth I'm not yeah yeah and that that's what I think research journalism should do that's what it's yeah, supposed yeah. to do. And, and so, and supposedly that's what, um, the, uh, what do you call it? The fact checkers do. They don't, they, yeah. a lot of them are owned and have an agenda now. So you can't trust them, but you can find, that's why I'm, I'm, I'm saying yeah. I disagree that there are people, but, but you're clarifying. I, yes, but that's what I initially, I said, yeah. I only believive eyewitnesses of people I actually know and trust. The, uh, that's pretty the, much it for, for me. It was like. We've been doing deliverance for years. I'm like, how do these people get demonized? And some of them had a lot of background and stuff that I would think was satanic, but no one had any memories. And like 20 years of doing this or, or so, 15 years, I forget, before we began to really uncover satanic ritual abuse kind of stuff. And it was people, you know, I know, we love, we've respected highly intelligent people that were some of the first ones to uncover some of the most unbelievable stuff that they didn't even remember. And I'm sitting there Googling the names of the people that, that they're having memories related to. And I'm going in their obituary is an occult organization that they were the leader of. And I'm, and and I'm like struggling because I'm going, I know this person. I like this person you know, has held high positions, multiple jobs, like hosts our healing conferences and they're recovering memories of, you know, family members doing rituals on them and, and things like that. And everything began to unravel in that household that confirmed those memories. And I'm going, this is unfathomable to me. I don't want to hear this. I don't want to believe, I don't want to believe that someone I know and I care about like, experience this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah. And, and 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 now it's like happened so many times. I am not a research journalist, but I'll sit there while someone's talking. I do it now 
for their benefit and just to go, it's just more proof. I'll sit there and I'll research memories that they had when they were 12 years old and I can find on Google Maps. I'll ask them, where did you live then? Do you remember the street name? And I'll look, is there a place like this a mile from their house? And I'm like, that organization is a mile from their house. This adult has no knowledge of this organization. I know about this organization. And they're having, you know, 12 year old memories of stuff that happened that I know is what goes on in some of these organizations. And I'm like going, wow, I want to share this with them to encourage them that what they're remembering right now, as traumatic as it is, and they have an encounter with the Lord and the Lord heals that. It's pretty amazing what we get to witness day in and day out with that kind of stuff. And I believe God's, God took me on a journey that I didn't sign up for or ask for. Yeah. I'm uh, my, nobody would sign up for this re- in a million years, except yeah. that you said God bring the broken, which is so you signed up for it. This yeah. is all your fault. This is yeah. all your fault. <laughs> but it, but it's like now I'm like going. This is for the longest time I kept going. Does this exist everywhere, or is it just God's just bringing the handful of people to us, and we have dealt with it long enough and dear enough that it's happening and towns all over america um, almost any city many places they, it, they, they estimate our, like maybe two percent of the population yeah. which is i mean you think about 300 million people that's that's not a small number yeah Talking many of the people that have been um sexually molested as children when you dig deep enough it ties back into people that were involved in some form low level or high level in the occult uh, the, the lately like I've, I've heard people say it the connection between the mafia gangs occult organizations and at first i'm like they, they're they're all radically different but the tie back is often satanic and and yesterday i'm hearing this christian speaker at a christian event talk about when he was 13 and you know he's in a suit he's like worked in high Christian level. organizations, yeah. high level stuff. And he's he's telling this ritual that he went through when he was 13 years old with a gang. The week before, I'm ministering to a guy who was in a gang. And uh, and I said, I said, were you ever aware of some of the satanic stuff? He goes, oh yeah. And he starts going into, and he's an adult now and wishing he could get rid of the tattoos because they identify him anywhere he goes. People see him and know, they know the gangs that he's been a part of and they know levels that he's reached and stuff like that by his tats and he wants to follow Jesus and he had described that exact same ritual it would freak me out I actually texted you during the meeting I was like I know. like and and you know you know the the person and I am just like and, and so and and yes they uh, now that I know the questions to ask they're going uh, yeah I was in gangs but we were doing this with the mob and we were doing this with this occult group like it's that world doesn't ex- did not exist in my childhood. Did not exist in most of my Christian life. Did not exist in Bible college. Did not exist in seminary. We we didn't ever cross in that world. Now that world is coming to us, wanting freedom, wanting healing, wanting Jesus. There's a reason for us to know these things. There's a reason for I us. I wish the church was equipped to care. Not heal even, just care for the people. Yeah, not like, be freaked out by them. Not be freaked out, <laughs> accept love and care. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, I, if the church could just learn to care for people, not even heal, not even see miracle signs and wonders, 
Just have enough peace and joy to spare that they can well, care for people. You often have to do that before you can get to that place. And that's one of the, like, like there sure. are people that we know we're heavily demonized. We know we're involved in the occult. And all we've done so far for months is love them and earn their trust. Yeah. There are people that show up here that go, I've been involved in this stuff and I need freedom. Those we are my ju- favorite. Those are my favorite. Uh, and some are highly motivated. They're like so on fire for Jesus. I will love pray Jesus, anything. I will but they, do anything. Oh man. Some, like that is a joy. And, and it's, it's one in a hundred. I'm going to make a prayer. <clears throat> God, please send us more of those people. <laughs> well, those are the ones that are going to be super warriors. Like I, I, I'd like to, well, I don't want to say this. Ideally, it would, I'd love to focus on a handful of those and get them equipped equipped and focused um because they're they are they want to sell out to help others get free and and uh there there were vigilantes in the kingdom of darkness and and that's what they want to be now oftentimes there's levels of brokenness and one of them right now that we want to get here they've had four females in a small town beautiful town i got friends that have bought houses there up in north carolina have disappeared um or died recently and this woman has been on fire for god and pursuing him lately she's been like huddled in a room fearful and i'm like god give us a place to be able to bring her um and um you can donate your house tax deductible to <laughs> yeah. operation life force yeah we we have been looking at other properties and and some of them are just a piece of like a postage stamp piece of property um but we could start from there with no debt and um and uh yeah so you know but we've got we got some fifth wheels we just need a place to park some of them and we could begin um we we just closed on the house so that gives us you know a little bit of operating capital now it's time we could we could try to do something but it's we want to be really wise with that but we want it, it the need is now um so we're not talking about satanic ritual abuse because it's the hot button because it's cool we're not talking about human trafficking because it's the hot button in fact, I thought, well, this is already taken care of. There's so many Christians talking about this. They're way miles ahead of us. We don't need to deal with this. And I found that it is grossly lacking, that there's a lot of talk. And the ones that have, I see way more done by the kingdom of darkness to supposedly help victims of human trafficking than by the body of Christ, sadly. Um, and I, that's disturbing. Well, can you close us in prayer for everybody who is destroying their faith? And that they yes. that it will their faith will arise. Yes, Lord, I, I thank you for the people that I'm thinking of that I love and care so much about, Lord, who Lord have walked with you and yet they've been deeply hurt by churches, by Christians, by family members that were hyper religious, Lord. And God, they're not in any way seeming to be establishing their faith, building their faith, growing in their faith. But God, I believe they're going to. I believe that they're that that's going to shift. But God, it's desperate. Um, some that I'm thinking of, they haven't had kids. They're married, but it's, it's affecting their marriage, Lord. And it'll affect their kids. God, I pray that they would turn back to you, back to your word. 
I pray for those, Lord, that have jumped onto the bandwagon of deconstruction and, 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 uh, and, and haven't thought about the meaning of the word and, or the effect that, that many are experiencing on an unhealthy level um, of deconstruction or the way that that word is being used um, that is, I think, diabolical. And I pray, God, that we would, we would care about our words Father God, I pray that you would raise up a church that is bold, that we're not afraid to be called names, that, that Lord, we would stand on truth, that we would care, as Andrew was saying, Lord, care for the hurting and the broken. God, I believe that there is a, a vast world of people in our cities, Lord, our, my town, nicknamed Methner, um, and, and they're not darkening the doors of our churches. We're not, we're not going to those places, God. And, uh, Lord, now that you're reaching people, you're bringing them here, and they're going, I want to reach those people, God, because they've been there. That was them. God, I pray, just like in the Jesus Revolution, Lord, it was the hippies that got on fire about reaching hippies. And... Um, and many of them, I know Lonnie Frisbee, Lord, was deeply hurt by his experience with religion. And there was no one that took him under and, and ministered to him, helped him experience freedom and wholeness. God, I pray for the next Jesus revolution, Lord, to not religionize a bunch of people coming out of the kingdom of darkness, but instead, Lord, would care and would rebuild on a healthy foundation. Lord, I pray for re healthy reconstruction. Lord, that we would have the blueprint of your word and that we would draw near to you, listen to your voice, listen to your word, read your word, and let it transform our lives. We bless you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As always, like, comment, share this podcast on all of your social media if you if you find anything interesting or if you enjoy it. And please let us know guests or things you'd like for us to talk about. Be blessed.